So if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12, and I'm going to read, amen, verse 12. If you have it, say amen. We'll give you a minute. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12 says, keep your behavior. ESV says, keep your conduct among the Gentiles. That's the world. Honorable. So that when they speak against you as evildoers, uh-oh, hold on a minute. They may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. So that the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, as they what? Ah, that's the, that's the New American Standard right there. As they what? Observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. I want to talk about this morning, Rise Part 5. I want to talk about dual citizenship, your testimony. Dual citizenship and your testimony. Turn to your name and say, dual citizenship and your testimony. The thing about being part of two countries is that you have to decide who you will be really loyal to. For instance, when I went to get my citizenship, I had to pledge that I would give up any, one of the the things I had to pledge is that I would give up any allegiances to any other country even though I kept my citizenship in Trinidad, I gave up my right there, but I still hold a citizenship there. I am not physically there. Amen. But I own property there. Amen. I have family there, but I do not participate in their election, they're getting ready for election now, I I can't vote over there, but I still have, quote unquote, a citizenship there. Now, if I was to go back and reside for three months or 30 days or something like that, I can automatically vote. But here's the thing. The thing about it is my citizenship is here. Amen. It's the same thing with the believer. When the believer receives Jesus Christ, the believer switches loyalty. They become or they have what's called a dual citizenship. We are residents of the world, but we are citizens of heaven. I wish I had somebody. In other words, 
we have to choose now or we have chosen who our loyalties will be to. When someone gets saved, they are making the decision that they are going to be loyal no longer to the world, but to God. And what happens to a lot of believers is that they have a hard time interacting with the world and then living for God. Some people, you know, they get saved, but it doesn't seem like they're saved. They may be saved, but they're still, they have so many ties still to the world. One thing, one of the first things I noticed as a believer when I got saved, God took my appetite for the world immediately. I had, I no longer had any desire for the things that I craved before. I knew then that I was a saved man. I don't know about you. Now, there are believers who fall into carnality. And that word carnality means that you're living your Christian life, but you're living it in the flesh. Peter has laid out the positional aspect of the new life in Christ. Knowing who you are. There's nothing like knowing Hallelujah. You know, I believe that that's where, when insecurity will leave you. When you know who you are. You're not going to be trying to lose weight. You're not going to be trying to do this. You're not going to be trying to impress nobody. When you know who you are, you accept, first of all, who God created you to be. Amen. Peter is laying it out. And he's laying it out because he understands that for the believer we struggle. Amen. Understanding or knowing about this dual citizenship. The question is, who are you loyal to? Amen. Who are you loyal to? What? does it mean and how does it work good questions many believers have a difficult time moving from principle to practice amen maybe because you've heard the message but you never took the message past the pews or because maybe you think that's that's not your responsibility I want to hear a word from God, but that's it. I hear it, but the responsibility, I mean that, I, and one day you'll stand before God and, and, and watch this, and you will argue your case to say, I went to church. I heard the word. And then he's going to ask you, what did you do with what you learned? Listen, I get it. We all need a little encouragement. But see, uh, encouragement is one thing, but identity is another thing. I'm encouraged because I know who I am. Before, as an unbeliever, I don't know about you, you ever woke, you ever, you, did you ever wake up feeling like, 
what's the point? Amen. Why keep going? But now in Christ, because I understand who I am, I have much to live for. Do I have anybody? I stand here today to tell you that if you're going to rise, you have to be genuine. You have to be authentic. You have to be an original. Because the world has enough counterfeits. Come on, somebody. The world is a counterfeit, you know, entity. The world has many counterfeits. And so does the church. One of the reasons that the world is not attracted to us is that they don't see much in us. They can't really tell whether we're the real thing. Are you with me? And it's based solely upon what they see. Can I, can I share this with you? Satan has done a good job destroying our testimony. I say Satan, but it's up to us. You know, can I tell you something? He's not, if you are committed to Christ, he is now after your testimony. If you're committed to Jesus, he, he knows that you, he knows that you're protected. Come here, Job. He knows that God has put a hedge of protection over you. He knows that God has set his ministering angels all around you. He knows the 40 things that happens to you at salvation. He knows that you have grace and mercy. He knows that you have the rebound technique where all you have to do when you fall short of the glory of God is to repent. He knows all of this. So what, but what he can do is cause your name and your testimony to be destroyed in front of unbelievers. And the one thing about a believer who professes to be a strong believer outwardly mm -hmm, is that that principle will be put to the test and watch this. And when you fall, hello, somebody. And when he is accomplished bringing your testimony down, the one thing I found out about unbelievers, they never forget that you are a Christian. Look at those church people. Look, look, look. She said he, she said she go to church, but look, Look, look where she is. Amen. He said he, he said he a preacher, but look, look, look where he hanging out. You understand what I'm saying? And so what the enemy wants, see, we can't ride. See, you may, I made the call to ride. Nobody rose yet. <laughs> Watch this. We, I believe that's the problem. The problem is we can't rise because we can't rise above where they are because we're on the same level as them. The world that is. We think like them, not you. I'm not talking about you. Amen. We react like them. We want to fight. We want to go down the street and cause all kinds of stuff. Our testimony. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. Ouch. Amen. Thank you. 
Our testimony. And watch this. And when the test come, we don't look at the test. We look at it as the person. See? We look at all this police brutality and we, we get all upset and we get all tripped out and, and all this. And, 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 and listen, by right, yes, but when will we leave room for the wrath of God? Vengeance is mine and I shall repay. My responsibility as a believer is to preserve my testimony so I can show the world that we can do this differently. Do I have somebody? Peter continues his explanation of what being a believer is all about when the heat is up. Amen. So let's look at it today. Dual citizenship and your testimony. Verse 12. He says, and and I guess I'm doing it out of the ESV today. Keep your conduct among the what? Gentiles honorable. Honorable. That word, the word keep, it means to hold in one's possession. It means you have the power to react or don't react. Amen. The word carries the idea of control. Control one's behavior. Watch this. One's conversation. Amen. He says, one of the things that affects our testimony, first thing is, First thing is, our attitude. Our attitude affects our testimony. Amen. If we act like the world when we are wronged, do you think we can change the world? Now, now I know, I know, I know this is not one of those messages where, you know, you 10 steps and you're going to do this and that. And this, but, but here's the, I believe this is important. I believe that if you focus in on Bible doctrine like this and you start really looking at your attitude. See, a lot of us, we got attitude problems. The truth. And we're wondering, how come that before, before the pandemic, I keep telling, I talked before the pandemic, right? People were not really coming to church. But how many of your friends were running with you to church? But I promise you, you make a call and say, let's go to the club. Let's go to the barbecue or something like that. that, that listen, that, that, psh, what, what, what time, what time can I pick you up? You feel what I'm saying? We ready, we ready. And, and, and I'm, and here's where I'm going. I'm not, I'm not trying to beat you down today. I'm trying to encourage you today because you have dual citizenships. And, and, and here's the thing. And, and here's the thing about it. My attitude affects my testimony. And you're wondering, I've been telling my, 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 my cousin to come to church. He don't want to come. You and your cousin was just out doing dirt last night. 
Amen. We have to live when we realize that our attitude speaks. And especially among unbelievers. Let me tell you something. You don't have to open your mouth so to, to an unbeliever for them to see that you are a believer because the Bible says you are the light of the world. So from the moment you pull up on the scene, they already seen your light. Matter of fact, that's what they're fighting. That's what they are pushing against is your light. Amen. So, so I got, you know, oftentimes I got to watch my attitude. Amen. Oftentimes I have to be careful, especially in the world, because the world is not going to come to Jesus if my attitude is on and off. Come on now. He says, conduct yourself. Where? Keep your conduct among Gentiles honorable. Honorable. That word means a good quality and character. Amen. To, to, to. To be an influencer. So, so I'm saying, wow. Okay, so he's telling me that that my attitude, the, the, the word, if you keep tracing it out, it watch this. The word comes from a root word is salt. Uh-oh. What does salt do? It preserves. Come on, somebody. It adds flavor. But when my attitude is stinky, oh, come on and say amen. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about with other believers. I'm talking about with unbelievers. When we, when we show up with an attitude, how can we rise if we already lost in the, in the avenue of attitude? Saints, we got to tell the truth. The Bible says, I'm not teaching nothing but the Bible. This service, the last service, and all the other services. Go back and listen. It's the word of God. If you got a problem with that, then there's a problem with your connection to God. Because the word is what changes my attitude. You with me? He says, he says, keep your attitude. Look what he says. This is the part that gets me, right? He says, so that when they... Speak against you as an evil. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Are they speaking about me as an evildoer because of my attitude or just because I'm a believer? Ah. No, it's, it's because you're a believer, right? I hope. <laughs> but here's the problem with, with us. I know what I found out about believers. Some believers are... They wear their feelings on their shoulders. Some believers are very fickle. And and watch this. And, and very, you know, sensitive. Ain't nothing wrong with being sensitive. But you got to remember this. As long as you carry the blood of Jesus Christ over you, you and I will be accused of things we never done. So the next thing is this. Accusation. Our response affects our testimony. So when they say, no, he did this to me or she did this to me. If we retaliate when the world accuses us of evil, then we are no different than them. 
when the world accuses us of being an evildoer, will they be right? Uh Uh-oh. This is what most Christians miss when they are accused wrongly. Listen, if you are accused wrongly, why are you defending yourself? And let me say this. The text, this is an emphatic, which means that it will happen. You and I will meet accusation because we're living with the right attitude. Come on, somebody. Because we're living with an attitude for God. Amen. We're not living as if we're living on this earth. We're living as if our citizenship is in heaven. Saints, tell your neighbor you can't take it personal. You got to remember your testimony in your trial. Remember your testimony in your trial and be careful how you respond because the accusations that will come against you, I've been accused before. I sure have. Several times. Many a times. Amen. But I thank God I didn't have to fight that battle. I thank God that I knew what to do. I knew when the world came at me because that's part of the growth process. That's part of you growing in your faith. That's part of you becoming stronger. You got to go through the testing. So as you're going through the testing in the world, watch this. They're going to say, you, you, you didn't do this at the job or you didn't do that at the job or, or they're going to start accusing you of things you've never done. But here's the thing. If you didn't do it, then why in the world are you getting upset? See, your attitude affects how you respond. Are you with me? Look what he says next. Look what he says next. He says, so that when they accuse you, so when they speak against you, look at that. You know how it gets when people start speaking against you, right? <laughs> hey, you know how we get, right? <laughs> Amen. But, but notice the context he's talking about. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Gentiles. It was a test. And you probably failed. Amen. So we got to be careful of accusations. Watch the next thing. He says, he says, watch what he says now. (laughs) Boy, it's quiet up in here. (laughs) They may see. (laughs) What may they see? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You don't understand. Pastor, you don't understand what they did to me. You don't understand how they talked about me. You don't understand what happened. I got a right to be mad. I got a right to rise up. I got a right to march. No, not the believer. The believer now does the opposite. So the third thing is your action. So you have your attitude, you got your accusations, and now you got your actions. Saints, I don't know if you know how important your testimony is. That when you, you can kill evil by responding with good. He says, watch this. He says, as they, see, I don't think people really believe all this stuff. He says, as, as, as they may see. 
that they may see. That word see, it, it, it comes from a word that means to inspect, to watch, to pay attention. Amen. The word comes from epi, which means over or upon. And, 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 it, and it comes from that word where we get optometrist from. That word optimimai, and it means that they are looking at you. They're watching your actions. Oh, I wish I had somebody. It is in the active voice, which indicates that the subject is the one performing the action. In other words, nobody could do this but you. I can't call my crew. <laughs> Come on, say amen, y'all. Come on, say amen. Amen, amen. In other words, my actions, listen, I should be able to diffuse an accusation among unbelievers by saying, I'm sorry. My bad. Oh, but you don't understand what they've done to me. Our actions, our family, our friends. Listen, our actions among our family, our friends, our children, our co-workers. They need to see your actions and say, wow. Wow. Where are they from? Where do they have their citizenship? See? For many of us don't realize that our action have caused unbelievers and the world to reject even the message of Jesus Christ. So I go off, right? But then I go out in that same community and try to witness. And they see me coming to mind like, shoot, I don't want nothing to do with you. Why? Because your actions, we want to rise and go out here and win the world. And win the loss to Jesus Christ. Saints, it's time for us to tighten up. We got to stop cussing in front of our kids. We got to stop living in sin in front of our kids. Come on now. They see everything. And whenever the appearance of evil, whether you're doing something or not, they will perceive because of the sin nature that you're doing wrong. Unless you're doing it right. Are you with me? Ouch. Amen. Thank you. Our attitude, accusations, actions. But let's look at the last part of the verse. He says, as they observe, as they observe, as they see, you know, as they see your good deeds and what? And glorify. What? Who? Glorify who? It's in the subjunctive mood. Glorify God. So you're telling me your actions, while being accused of something evil, can cause an unbeliever to fall to their knees. Come here, Daniel. Daniel got thrown into the, into the fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro, and a Bendigo. 
got thrown into the fiery furnace, right? And right after that, Nebuchadnezzar said, oh no, your God is great. Can I ask a question? When was the last time somebody looked at how you responded and said, I want to serve the same God that you serve. I want to be in the same place where you get the word of God. Why? Because I see in your actions what God is doing in your life. Because I remember when. I remember when we used to run together. I remember when we did such and such. But look at you now. He says, so that they may what? Glorify. So what do we have? We have what? First thing we got. Action. What was the first thing? Attitude. Accusations. Actions. The fourth thing is attention. Our goal is not to draw negative attention. But our goal is to draw attention to God. So that the world will fall to his knees and give him glory. That if you serve that God that will make me treat you bad, but you treat me good. Hold on a minute. I want to know that God. I want to know the God. Listen, I'm I'm telling you, I fail this test every day. I'm trying to get better. I'm working on it. I'm not working on it. God is working on me. Oh, Lord Jesus. Listen, listen to this. We want to make God famous, not us. We want to bring attention to him. So when we are mistreated, we don't retaliate. What do we do? We raise our hands and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. Greater is he. That is when you can die to self and self-preservation. And watch this. Listen, Jesus, when he was dying on the cross, he had what's called a personal love and an impersonal love for unbelievers. But it was love that kept him on that cross when they when they accused him seven trials he had. And yet. He did not say a mumbling word. How can people of color and people who across the board have who have been mistreated by the police, by their boss, by this anybody in authority? How can they respond? Hallelujah. By good deeds. And if we can, if we, 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 if we don't get tired, I hear people say, I'm tired. I'm tired. Don't you get tired? Do good. And by doing good, when God gets the glory, things change. Because there's a day, I'm coming to close, that we all are waiting for. But the day of visitation that he talks about here is not the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's the day when God visits that unbeliever that you encounter in a difficult situation, right? And then all of a sudden, you act a fool and they missed an opportunity to be saved. God was using you 
to bring them. Hallelujah. And to bring glory to him. This is gospel, y'all. So we have attitude, accusation, actions, attention, attraction. The last thing is attraction. Attraction. Our lives can help or hinder someone's conversion. Amen. Listen, listen, listen. He's coming back. And my question is, how many of those drive-through moments you had? How many, you know what I'm talking about, when your order wasn't right and you went smooth off, when you were impatient and you went smooth off, when you were wrong but you were right but you went smooth off and it was an opportunity, Lord, I repent. You went smooth off. And here's the thing, and some of you, you didn't respond, right? But mentally, you were cussing them out. So that's called mental attitude sins. And the moment that you have a mental attitude sin, it puts you outside of his will. So, attraction. On the day of visitation, watch this. It's the day that God, watch this. Looks on the wicked, watch this, with mercy and brings them to conversion. That day must have been, may have been that day. That day is now. And as believers, we got to rise. And yes, they're not going to reject, they're going to reject the message. They're going to, they're going to say, why are you in my neighborhood? Why are you even talking to me? They're, they're going to, they're going to reject you because you're light. But here's the thing. Will our lives make a difference in times like this? That the world may see that even though you mistreat me, even though you talk about me, even though you lie on me, even though you do all this stuff to me, I submit myself to the governing authority. And I remain in a position of humility because I understand that vengeance is God. I understand that I am no longer in the world. I realize that my mind must be fixed on the things above, not on the things beneath. Listen, listen to this, listen to this. The world sees what God has done in your life because of the way we respond. He says your conduct. A female presence was requested. For the monetary system. And Susan B. Anthony dollar was created. This dollar took the form of a large coin. But unfortunately, this coin never reached the level of circulation. Because it looked much like a quarter. People had a hard time distinguishing the two, so they opt out of using it. A lot of Christians are like that. We're worth a dollar. 
But the way we live our lives makes us look like a quarter. And until we rise, until we change our conduct, until we live what we learn, principle to practice, the world is just going to keep overlooking us. Amen.